The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 171, coming at you this morning from a a very sunny Barcelona, I'm very thankful to say. Now, if you do happen to be struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com, and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about something which impacted me for a very long time, and that is the the myth of the one. If you struggle with relationship OCD, then probably you know what I'm talking about here. This is when we get fixated on finding exactly the right partner or or you know near enough. And it can make life incredibly difficult when we're searching for just that right person because you know, we end up um, kind of walking away from relationships that potentially were actually good enough um, because we're looking, always looking for something better, something more perfect. And this is a big problem, something that so many people uh, struggle with. So today we're going to be exploring that. Um, As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. Um, If you could follow on Instagram, that really does help the podcast. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And uh, if you could subscribe on your podcast app of choice, um, that also really helps as well. So many thanks, guys, and I really hope you enjoy. I'm going to start with a quote. A perfect relationship isn't perfect. It's just that both people never gave up. And this is something that is, um, you know, very important here when it comes to relationship OCD and the one. So often what we're actually doing is we're seeking perfection. Now, this relates to uh, relationship OCD, but obviously it relates to all forms of OCD. We're effectively looking to completely get rid of the anxiety to prove without any doubt that the thing that we're worrying about isn't true or couldn't possibly be true in any way. And that is the thing that is actually uh, keeping us stuck. And, you know, if you wanted to try to define uh, relationship OCD, I, w- I would say it's it's very much related to looking for that perfection, wanting to know that the person that you're with is exactly the right person for you. Because if they're not, then, well, you know, that's going to cause you a lot of anxiety. And, you know, the sad thing is about relationship OCD is that, you know, the reason you're struggling with it is because relationships are very important to you. If you didn't care about relationships, then, you know, (laughs) it wouldn't be that hard. You'd just be with somebody and you'd be like, well, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I'm just getting on with it. It's not a problem. But because you have relationship OCD, any little problem that might come up, any doubt that might come up, 
it becomes a huge issue. We blow it up out of uh, all proportion. And we start reviewing and mentally checking and going over things, ruminating until, you know, we're really not actually enjoying the relationship because we've created a huge amount of anxiety about it. So despite relationships being very important to us, if we're not careful, we can end up ruining all of our relationships because, you know, we're, we're not allowing ourselves to just relax into them and uh, to see all the wonderful things that, that could be there because we're so so focused on the things that aren't quite right, the small imperfections of our partners that, that actually just cause us a lot of anxiety and so often uh, see us you know, walking away from what could have been a perfectly good relationship. So I wanted to give you some examples of the kind of typical things that people with relationship OCD tend to ruminate and obsess about. Uh, one of them is, do I love them enough or do they love me enough? This is very, very common. You know, you can spend hours kind of thinking about, you know, um, do I actually love them? Do I have that feeling of butterflies and excitement in the pit of my stomach when I see them? And if I don't, then why not? And, you know, OK, it was there yesterday, but why is it not here today? Or I've not seen them for the weekend and they're coming back. Why am I not excited about that? Um, or it could be, you know, do they love me enough? And then really obsessing about that. Um, you may obsess about whether the person is your kind of equal. Are they your intellectual equal? Are they able to hold uh, the same level of conversation as you? Um, you know, you may you may kind of ask yourself whether they're funny enough. You know, when they're with your family and friends, are they engaging are they funny? Are they able to, to communicate effectively with people? Um, all of these things uh, can actually become huge issues. And when we're struggling with OCD, we tend to see things from one viewpoint and often forget that, you know, the other person, um, you know, is, is potentially struggling with their own anxiety and their, their own problems sometimes, you know. Sometimes they just won't be feeling in a, in a good and sociable mood. Maybe sometimes they're not looking the best or, you know, maybe sometimes they're not on top form where, when it comes to their humour. Um, you know, of course, we're all human and we go through these kind of ups and downs. But when we're struggling with OCD, we tend to see everything, everything through that OCD lens where um, when we, we look at our partner and we're feeling that anxiety, everything that they do... All we can see is the the kind of imperfections, the perhaps mistakes that they're making, the things that we don't like about what they're doing. And it's very frustrating because we may feel on a deeper level that we really care about this person, that we really like this person, that we want to be happy with them, we want to have a positive relationship with them. But these constant nagging doubts can make it very difficult. And not only that, but you wind up feeling very guilty because, of course, you know, you probably really do care about this person um, and it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't, you don't feel like a good person to be constantly thinking about all of their faults and problems. Um, and so another issue that people uh, end up struggling with is a sense of guilt about all of this. So where does relationship OCD actually come from? Well, if you want to know more about that, you can check out my uh, previous podcast about relationship OCD and attachment theory. 
Um, like so many things with mental health, um, you know, relationship OCD is probably in part related to our early uh, relationships with our parents. Now, I don't want to get into this in too much detail here, but if you are struggling with relationship OCD, then it's quite likely that um, you do have an either an anxious or an avoidant um, attachment style or even a disorganized attachment style, which means um, a combination of those, those two. And effectively, what this means is, lo and behold, um, that it's obviously difficult for us to be in relationships because a lot of anxiety comes up about them. And one of the major issues that this causes is a sense that we have to find just the right person, the one, the exactly right person for us. Because if we do manage to find that person, they're going to have just the right balance of attributes and uh, qualities that are going to be, uh, you know, that are going to be perfect for us, that are going to allow us to, to be calm, to feel constantly uh, positively stimulated in the right way. Uh, to be uh, to be engaged in that relationship and uh, to feel a sense of calm about loving that person. Um, obviously, the the reality is that you know the the idea of the one is actually a myth. It's something that was created in popular society about 150 years ago or even 200 years ago, where. Uh, people started to really believe in the idea of uh, a relationship being able to solve a lot of their problems. Up until that point, you know, many people actually married for financial reasons or to improve their social status in some kind of way. Um, and romance, this idea of romantic love, just wasn't as important as it is today. And now, of course, in the media, all we see all the time in in songs and in films uh, in, in theatre is, you know, romance, these romantic stories where people come together and they find that just right person and they find happiness and everybody's looking for it. And it's perpetuated by things like Valentine's Day and, um, you know, advertising and marketing budgets all over the world are focused on, you know, trying to sell things to, to people um, you know, who are who are looking for love. And then not only this, but it's kind of held up um, by our family and friends because, you know, when you go on a date, people straight away are kind of asking you about it. How was your date? And, you know, friends tend to talk to each other about, you know, their relationships and their dating and how excited they are about a, a particular person. And if you're not excited, then surely that's not the one. And, you know, it goes on and on. And our culture is literally obsessed with it. So given the fact that, you know, culture is obsessed about it, it's no surprise that us with OCD are really obsessed about it. And, you know, that sadly, it's causing a lot of, uh, a lot of unnecessary pain. This idea then of the one creates FOMO, the, the fear of missing out. And so often we might actually be in a positive and healthy relationship. But because, you know, we, we feel like, you know, there's not enough butterflies there or perhaps there's one or two faults that we really don't like. You know, too often people move on from, from that relationship and keep moving on um, because, you know, they're really worried that they're not going to find uh the right thing that they're going to settle for something that isn't good enough for them and this just leads to this situation where you're never able to actually relax into a relationship to to kind of find your feet and to to realize that 
you know, perhaps those things that you were worried about are actually not so important. So what can we do about it? How can we, um, you know, get better at dealing with relationship OCD and let go of um, the search for the one? Well, obviously, it's quite a big uh, an open question, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to to answer it in full here. But I can give you some kind of ideas based on my own personal experiences of dealing with relationship OCD. And I think, um, you know, one thing that we need to to reflect on is the importance of looking for the right things in your relationship. And for me, those include things like, um, can you trust this person? Do you, you know, do you have open and honest communication? Um, you know, are you, you know, on some level attracted to them? Of course, there needs to be some kind of attraction there. Um, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean that they have to be uh, a supermodel. Um, do you feel that, you know, you can grow together and, uh, you know, you can develop that, that relationship? Is there a sense of supportiveness and safety in the relationship? If the answer is yes to a lot of those questions, then probably that relationship, um, you know, has grounds to, to really potentially flourish in the future. Um, you know, if there's concerns about any of those things, then they could be kind of red flags for you to perhaps, you know, move on. But obviously, you know, whether you choose to do that or not is completely down to you. Now, one of the issues that you might find, though, if you do choose to stay with a, with a person that has a lot of those um, great qualities is that that person really triggers the OCD, which is why you might often find yourself in this situation, having found somebody where initially you think, oh, this is great. This person's really, uh, really awesome, really supportive, really kind, all these wonderful things that you might be looking for. But at some point, perhaps there's a part of you that realizes that, you know, this person is is actually really good, that they're, they're so good that actually you might actually have to be happy in this relationship. You know, you don't have any excuse to to not fully embrace this relationship and, you know, put yourself in that vulnerable position to really love that person. And for somebody who's struggling with uh, an avoidant or an anxious attachment style, that can actually be one of the hardest things for you to do. And so sticking around in a, in a relationship uh, in in this way and really trying to be open to 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 kind of be vulnerable and to, to to allow yourself to love that person is like a kind of constant exposure activity but you know it's one of the best ways to really allow yourself to to be in a relationship and to learn how to be in a relationship um, you know and so finding somebody who has those qualities uh, somebody who is a bit more secure in their attachment style could be, you know, something that would really help you uh, moving forward uh, with relationship OCD. Now, one final thing that you can try is uh, a thought experiment. So I'd like you to imagine that you, uh, you're you going to have to be in this relationship with the person um, that you're dating right now for the rest of your life. It's just a thought experiment. It's not real. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, what you need to do is just imagine that for whatever reason, you're, you're always going to have to be with this person. Probably in that scenario, if you didn't have an option, you, you would make that relationship work. 
you would find a way because if your relationship has those those kind of uh, things that I talked about earlier, those qualities, you know, they're in a way the most important thing. The the other stuff you can work on, you can build, you can get better at over time. If you have those things, those those simple qualities that you know that really does make a, a great for for a great partner then you can develop your your relationship. You have a secure kind of foundation to work on. And so if you do this kind of thought experiment and you see, you know, probably I could make this relationship work in that situation, then it's quite a good indication that, you know, that you can do this. The thing that's getting in the way is the obsessing and the compulsing. And so, you know, if you can learn to manage that by, you know, by by turning up in your relationship, by being in that difficult kind of grey zone where you're uncomfortable and learning how to get comfortable with that, then you can get through this. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's very inspiring in a way. So there we go, guys. Uh, I really hope that you found that helpful. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've struggled with uh, relationship OCD myself. And so, you know, these are a lot of the things that I have found really helpful. I know a lot of my clients find uh, find very helpful as well. So um, I hope that you do too. Many thanks and I hope you enjoyed. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.